Knockout Ginger, episode 45 with Madeline Ertel. Trumpet player, composer, improviser, teacher. She does it all. My favorite beard oil is Barden Beard Oil, handmade in Toronto. B-A-A-R-D-E-N. They make quality beard care products for quality beards. And I even put it on my head sometimes. My bald head. Uh, I'm a big fan of of all their stuff. I use the beard wash and the oil all the time. Um, Use code KNOCKOUT at checkout for 20% off your order. Thanks for listening. Email me at knockoutginger at gmail.com. F all the haters. I'm in my room. I'm getting my money's worth out of this red wall. <laughs> <laughs> I do nice. like all my videos, everything ever in front of this wall. This is like my childhood room. So yeah, that's where I am. Oh, so you're you're not in Toronto? Sorry, I didn't say that. I'm in Kelowna in uh, BC right now. <laughs> nice. How long have you been there? Um, a long time. It feels like a long time since December, beginning of December. Um, and I just decided to stay longer than I planned. So I'm going to leave at the end of January. Nice. Yeah. Um, sounds like you got out in the nick of time. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, is there going to be a curfew there? Do you know? <laughs> I thought you met with my parents for some reason. I was like, I hope not. Um, I don't think so. I think the, the the COVID situation here is like, of course, getting worse. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's not like awful. It's not as bad as Toronto. So right. I would be very surprised if it was if there was a curfew. But you never know. <laughs> this year is full of surprises. I mean, I guess it's the new year, but <laughs> bad stuff is still. Yeah. <laughs> lots of lots of surprises today. Busy yeah. day. Yes. Busy day out there. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, I guess it for people listening, we're recording this as people are storming <laughs> the capital, or they've been. Yeah. They've been evacuated from the capital. Yeah. Or something. Something's going on. Trump got banned from Twitter. <laughs> That's not happening. <laughs> Everything's fine. <laughs> Busy day. Cheers. In America. Yeah. So what have you been doing? Um, What's been up? Uh not not a lot. I've been playing trumpet and um <laughs> What else have I been doing? I've been doing some skiing, walking my devil dog. He's like the worst behaved dog on earth. Um, and I'm doing I'm doing like an online course to kind of boring, but I'm doing a course to be like a medical transcriptionist. So I'm gonna like like write down what doctors speak after they see patients. Huh? Yeah, it's kind of out, but that's kind of like a a side job for the musician thing. Yeah. So I, I, I don't even know what that job is. Like, is yeah. that, <laughs> is that something that happens 
Um, Is that a regular thing for most doctors to have? Yeah, yeah. I think it's like, yes, I think so. I think like not the doctor that they don't go and get their own person. It's like you work for a clinic or like a hospital or something. And then you do a bunch of doctor's dictations. So after they see a patient, <laughs> didn't think I'd talk about this, but after, <laughs> after they see a patient, they have to talk about what happened, what was wrong with them, what medications they're on, and just have like a record of it. And then you just type it down. And sometimes now that there's speech recognition, sometimes they just do speech recognition and then I have to like correct the errors of speech recognition. So that's what crazy the dream job. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, maybe I should look into this. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know if I recommend it. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, it's interesting to see how everyone's trying to figure out how to navigate this whole yes yeah nightmare <laughs> um and some people are training for other jobs yeah or whatever moving home um i'm doing nothing <laughs> I, i'm not not even attempting to evolve ah. <laughs> so I should. It's probably about time, though, being like a year into this. Yeah, I don't know. I have no answers for you. It's just it's just weird for me because I didn't like have a before. Like there was, <laughs> if that means that, like I was, in, yeah, I was in school, so I didn't have like a, I didn't have a plan that got disrupted. It was like I had, yeah, I was gonna, yeah, I don't know, you know how it goes. You finish school, and now this is occurring, so. It's kind of strange when you're trying to figure out what you're going to want to do and then you can't really do that. So, yeah. So what do you mean you didn't have a plan? <laughs> or like, um, like, yeah, I, like I mean, exactly that. <laughs> I wasn't sure what I was going to do, but I kind of was hoping to do the live uh, playing thing. That would have been nice. Um, and I was just like, also my final recital got canceled and I was hoping to write for a larger ensemble, write for some strings, get that kind of thing happening. And right. now, uh, so then I was, I guess I had like a vague plan. I was like maybe thinking I could start writing for that kind of instrumentation and um, yeah, but also play some, play on other people's stuff. I don't know, just what people do in the beginning. But then now I'm realizing large ensemble stuff might not be the best thing to start off with. Like it might be better to not go for that kind of thing and do smaller, maybe duo or trio stuff. So yeah, I'm not really sure what I will do. Huh. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. I, I guess I see what you're saying. I'm you like you went straight from school into a lockdown is yes that's basically right. that's the crux of it <laughs> right i see um i didn't realize you were like just finishing school now yeah not now so that but like, not now now but like yeah in may um that sucks so did anyone did anyone figure out a way to do recitals or no not as far as i know i think they straight up canceled everything um, with no, there was no makeup, like there was no, like then your, um, your applied 
grade or whatever was just lessons like your lessons because it's usually like like 20 percent lessons or something and then 80 yeah. percent recital i'm probably wrong on that but now it's like 100 percent lessons no recital which is kind of crazy yeah what a nightmare yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i always say it was like kind of it was both a nightmare and a blessing because i had it was it was like one and a half months before my recital and I hadn't started writing any of the music. So it would have been a crazy month trying to get the, uh, get that ball rolling. I would have been yeah. stressed, but then it also would have forced me to write stuff. So, um, are you on like a more regular life back home or like, like how is it, do you still get to see people or is it like a tight quarantine still or, um, it's not a tight quarantine, but I'm still not seeing people. <laughs> All right. Okay. I guess the specific question I was going to ask you is like, are you managing to play out there? No. Yeah. I haven't or, seen no. anyone. I've, I've gone for a few walks with friends, but that's about it. Um, I mean, I can say I'm lucky I get to play music with my sister sometimes. That's really nice because she's home too, my younger sister. Um, but other than that, I'm just kind of playing on my own. Because we can't, you know, can't be inside with people. So, yeah. What have you been listening to? Um, that's a good question. I, I, I made, yeah, I think I'm in a little bit of a listening rut recently. But I was, I was, the things I have been listening to, I got into Paul Motion Trio, which I hadn't a lot before. Um, also this pianist oh man i don't want to get his name wrong um this japanese pianist who played with motion in a trio um i'm just looking on my phone uh, in this trio called tethered moon have you heard of them yep um with thomas morgan right yeah let me see uh shit what's his name um <laughs> i'm gonna be his I love his record called Sunrise. It's out on ECM. Yeah, Masumi uh, Kikuchi. Kikuchi, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, and Gary Peacock in this, yeah, in Paul Motion. Yeah. So I've been listening to that pianist a fair bit because I, I I, hadn't heard of him before and then I I uh, heard him <laughs> and then I really liked him. <laughs> um, and I watched He's great. That he, that he, about him, that his roommate did or something or this guy who lived across the hall in New York from him. And it was quite interesting. Um, so yeah, I'm really into that type of stuff right now. Um, because I, I surprisingly, like I just love Paul motion stuff, but I hadn't really dug that deep into his stuff before. So I've been really enjoying that. Um, yeah. Nice. You should check out, um, his tree Masabumi Kikuchi put out a record called sunrise. Okay. Yeah. I think I've heard of that one, but yes, I will. And it's, Paul Motion and Thomas Morgan, mm. and it's some of the best stuff ever. Okay, <laughs> I'll check it out. Yeah, there's also an album of Edith Piaf uh, songs, but the Tethered Moon Trio, where they do that, they do a bunch of her songs, and yeah. that's really cool. Just listening to her versions of things and then their versions. Uh, yeah, and that's Gary Peacock, right? Yeah, yeah. On that one, yeah, mm. right. Yeah. Okay, I. It's all. I wasn't sure if you froze or if you just. No, I'm just writing it down so I remember. It. Um, I do. I've got this. I've got like a playlist that goes along with this. Oh, okay. And I just like 
add stuff in that we talk about yeah and yeah. if people want to check things out mm-hmm. also i can put your if you have stuff on spotify i can i don't <laughs> put right okay. all right <laughs> all right so you you moved to toronto for school mm-hmm. S- school finishes as <laughs> as the uh nightmare begins and then you're figuring out your uh job as a family physician what what is the what's the job uh medical transcriptionist medical transcriptionist so like what's the plan um god my least favorite question um yeah mine too but (laughs) yeah (laughs) too bad um (laughs) okay um yes so um like not even not even plan just like how like okay what am I doing? With my- like, yeah. Like, how do you see yourself <laughs> figuring this out? Okay. Um, well, I have been um, actually studying some counterpoint um, recently. I've taken about a year, uh, not a year break, a month break <laughs> um, over Christmas. But I, I have been studying that kind of regularly with a teacher from MIT. Um so that's been really great, and I'm hoping to to get deeper into that, um, and that will help me as I begin to want to write for more instruments. Um, and also just because I took a course, a brief course on that, at, and um, I got some exciting ideas about it might be stupid but just like study it because you know counterpoint i don't know if you've done much of it before but there's like some not a lot okay yeah just there's there's just a lot of very rigid rules they have to follow and it makes it sound in a particular way um but i was just thinking about certain things about moving like changing one rule and keeping the rest of the rules to see how that would sound like like um i'm trying to think of an example I mean, it's not important. Just changing one parameter and keeping the rest of these older parameters the same. Or um, so if that makes sense. So anyway, I'm trying to create some sort of more contemporary counterpoint that still has some integrity to it, but is not completely sticking to these uh, 16th century rules. So that's kind of a nerdy thing that I want to look into. Um, But yeah, that's uh, studying counterpoint is basically in the hopes of me being able to write some good stuff for for lots of instruments um and i also maybe in the few i need a break from school right now but i maybe in the future would like to do a, a master's in composition i think um so that's kind of on my radar thinking about that um especially if it was a classical composition um degree because there are a lot you need to really look like a composer and do a lot of creative portfolio and stuff like that so I've been looking a little bit into that. Um, but until then, I guess I'm just thinking about how I can how I can perform and make money and stuff. One idea I had, um, which isn't really performing, but um, in my fourth year, I lifted this Wayne Shorter album, Allegria. You heard of that one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... I didn't lift the whole album. I lifted the first half of the album, which are the more after the second half gets a little looser. So it's harder to lift. Um, but the first half is like orchestral like parts and he's kind of blowing on top of it in a very Wayne way. So I love that album. 
And I really went hard and spent months lifting all the parts for that. So anyway, I was thinking of doing some sort of Zoom, um, not masterclass, but like just a hang, I guess, with people that are interested to just talk about what I did. And you can look at the score of what I did. And I kind of looked at some patterns that emerged from his writing. So if people would be into hearing about that, I would love to just like talk for an hour about that. And then if people like it, then maybe I could do more albums. I'd be like, what albums would you guys want to talk about? And then I can lift it and analyze it and then talk about it. I'm not sure if people would be into that kind of thing, but it could be an option. You should do it. Sounds awesome. <laughs> Woo! Okay. <laughs> you convinced me. <laughs> and and it, you could even do it as just like a YouTube channel. Yeah. That's a terrifying thought, but yes, I could do that. Yeah. So yeah, but other than that, I don't have huge plans. I mean, I want to play trumpet for people, but it's a little tricky. I, I, I It's too bad because I was in the mood to kind of take every gig after I graduated, but obviously can't happen. Because I think in, during school, I was a little, I wasn't taking every gig, um, which is, I guess, for a bunch of reasons. Right now, I'm kind of regretting not not taking more gigs. But um, yeah, so I was hoping to do that now and just take everything that came to me. But now nothing's coming to me. <laughs> so yeah, it is what it is. Um, why, why were you not taking every gig? Um, I think I wasn't super, super picky. I was still playing a fair bit, but... Um, I guess there were some opportunities that I just I just didn't know the style, like like mariachi or like Dixieland. I just felt really not prepared. And some people say like just take the gig and you'll learn, but I was not convinced that would happen. I think I would just make a fool of myself. So there's a few things like that where um, I was just not confident in the style. But also I realized looking back, like I've had a lot of trouble with um, just playing the trumpet in general because I uh, was self-taught and um, I developed a lot of bad habits. So I have a lot of problems with like endurance and uh, range and like normal trumpet player stuff. <laughs> so a lot of my degree, I just felt my face just felt tired, like all the time, every day, something was going on and my teachers couldn't really figure it out, but I was just always like my, my chops were always exhausted. Um, so I, I think sometimes I would not want to do gigs because it was just too much for my face. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I think I did what I had to do at the moment. It's easy to look back and say I should have done more, but I think I was I was pretty stressed out by school. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I say no to a lot of things. Okay. And I think that's like a, a, that's a strong game plan. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just say no yeah because <laughs> it's like the the opposite of what everyone tries to teach you like they kind of say like say yes to everything all the time yeah and you'll figure it out but like almost immediately like I think I was still in high school and I was like no I don't think mm -hmm. I don't want to do that yeah why are so I I don't know yeah it's always interesting to hear other people say that but yeah um yes yes no, it depends on the person, you know, like some people like taking every gig or sometimes it's like a phase of your life where you take everything. Um, I don't know. <laughs> like, I, I still think because now, you know, if you don't take everything, you're probably not going to make a living. Would you say <laughs> Is that safe to say? Yeah, you're probably not going to make a living if you do take everything. Yeah, I guess so. 
Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But I, um, it'd be great to get just the playing experience. Like, there's just, you know, I think there's value, even if it's not the thing you want to be playing. It's, it, I feel like it's good to just play a lot. Or do you not think that? Uh, I agree with that, I think. Um, but doing stuff you don't want to do is tough. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And I think everything has a price. Right. Um, I usually fall into this trap of like taking some stuff that I don't, it's not even that I don't want to do it. I take stuff that I want to do, but I maybe don't know how to do or, or something, or it's not something that I do often. And then I fall down a spiral of like, I sort of embarrass myself on the gig and then I sort of go down a spiral of like, I need to figure this out. And then after a couple of days, I'm like, wait, I don't even want to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how to do this because I don't want to know how to do this. Right. Okay. Kind of thing. So I don't know. It's like a, it's like the continuous struggle of yeah. the freelance musician. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. We've got into some shit recently with some people talking about oh god you... <laughs> rabbit hole. <laughs> do you have any uh grievances to air oh or we can <laughs> we can totally not go down that path because i understand it's a slippery slope a little slippery slope a little bit of a slippery slope but um i mean they got a new dean they just announced New, Wait, who is it? New music dean. Oh, what's her name? Um, looks cool. Looks like a, an accomplished academic. Um, I can find her name. But that was very exciting to hear. Um, uh, so like dean of, of what? Just music. Yeah, I'm not sure how much I want to say. But I think uh, it'll be good to have a new, uh, new dean in there. So that's exciting. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty... Im- there's always more work to be done. I'm glad that they've taken some, a couple steps to uh, respond to the um, events of this year. Um, like the, the, the people's demands after the Black Lives Matter, George Floyd um, movements, they, I would say they can, they can still do more, but um they have shown that they maybe want to get a little bit better. So that's good. Um, but yeah, sometimes I just, lots of us have felt a little bit frustrated for a while <laughs> at certain things. And it's not everyone. Like I don't want people to think it's all the teachers or everyone, but just certain events and certain people have been <laughs> quite annoying. And just the way that things are set up sometimes is just a little bit stupid. Yeah. I, I never even went there and I'm annoyed. <laughs> yes. Um, like I think it has uh, the at least the atmosphere in the student body as far as from my second year to fourth year, it seemed better. But I remember that first year was particularly bad because just all this stuff happened and I was just you know all these young people just coming out of high school and what is happening is this what the real world's like (laughs) it was a bit of a a rude awakening but uh 
yeah, I don't know. But all the teachers I had were great, and I never felt uncomfortable with any of my teachers. And um, but you know, it's not. I'm not saying they're perfect. <laughs> um, so I'm looking at this post about Ellie Hisama. Is that her name? The new dean. Let me see. Hisama. Hisama. I'm not sure. She sounds cool. Yeah. Yeah, I think she studied like um uh gender studies in her degree and she's like written some stuff. Seems uh seems cool. Um you play in a group you and Joe Sorbara and Irene and Naomi, I think, right? Irene and Is that the band? Naomi. Yeah, yeah. Um yes, I'm very excited about that group. It's called Never Was. Um, I'm, I'm excited about that group too. Yes. Yes. It was a really great experience. We started it. Oh man. When did we start it? It's probably been around a year now. Obviously we haven't played together in a while. Um, maybe... Why, why, why not? <laughs> Next question. No, <laughs> no, but it was really cool. Cause that we rehearsed every week while we were in Toronto, um, you know, with a few ex- exceptions, but we would rehearse for two or three hours every Wednesday, um, just to play together, um, which was really cool. Cause we got to like know each other. We got to get through a lot of repertoire. We got to like memorize our own music and we ended up being able to play all originals, um, for a few shows. And then we started, a uh, uh, not a project, but like an idea where every, um, the first, cause we then, okay. <laughs> we were so excited. <laughs> need to chill out so we got a monthly a weekly residency at the is that right no a monthly 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 residency at the transac and then um so we decided for the first set we'd have a musician from toronto um a guest with us i guess and we play um their music we play like and they play with us for the first set and then um, for the second set, we'd play our own music. So it was kind of a way to play more of Toronto uh, Toronto composers' music. Um, because sometimes I feel like that's a weird thing. I, sometimes I find it weird that lots, not many uh, musicians in Toronto, they play other, like, music by their peers, right? Like, we're, we're playing a lot of music by, you know, Ornette and, like, all these jazz greats, but we're not playing music by each other. And I feel like people do that in other cities. Um, so, yeah, that was kind of an attempt to get us playing <laughs> each other's music a bit more. Um, but, uh, yeah, I love that group. It's super fun. And uh, we just did a uh, – we, we're almost done. We are doing this uh, COVID kind of recording session where we each had to record a solo piece and then passed it on to the next person and they – layered something else on and then everyone layered on so that we ended up with four pieces. I think we have one more to go, but it's super exciting. Naomi's playing auto heart for them. <laughs> it's just going to be the best. So yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. It's like, um, that group that Jacob Sachs is in called landline. Um, I don't know that, but it's Jacob Sachs and some other people okay. chat. <laughs> Chet Doxis, I think, plays sax. Okay. Uh, but the the whole concept for that band is exactly that. Yeah. And it it was, and they figured it out. They started doing this pre-COVID, but. Okay. Yeah. No. So yeah. they were. Yeah. And they was, were. 
it was really interesting recording uh, kind of improvised pieces or I guess in that style but then you're recording I guess I hadn't just I'm not very experienced I hadn't really done that much before and it was just such a strange feeling to be recording these kind of pieces where you're just supposed to improvise but then you can do multiple takes which you know you can't do in real life so that it was such a weird experience like you just over you can overthink everything in a show you know it's like a good exercise of just letting it go what you've done if you didn't like something you let it go and then you try to make something out of it but when you're recording you're like man i don't have to let it you know i can just do it again better but then you're not really improvising anymore um but then you're like is that the point it was just like a it was kind of weird i might have overthought it a little bit but (laughs) it was really interesting yeah it's a fun process it's i'm basically doing the same thing right now okay um and I'm and I'm like tiptoeing the lines of like people send me stuff and so I send them a track to play on they send it back and then I work on it with a producer and we're like really messing shit up and like moving it around and yeah putting a lot of production mm. into it so I'm like is this a is this an improvised record what what am I doing right. actually yeah am I just am I just messing up parts that people worked really hard to set, to record and send me like, it's a whole thing, but I, I find it like, it's a pretty fulfilling process. Yeah. And I think that even once COVID's done or whatever, whatever happens, uh, I think it's going to be a thing that like, it's going to be an element that I keep playing around with. Yeah. I think yeah. like if I'm, if I'm working on some music, like, why wouldn't I send it to my pal in Greece yeah. to play some drums on? Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, it's super cool. Um, so, are you putting out a record of this stuff, or or is there is it just like an activity? Like, what's the? I'm. I don't think it'll be a record. I think we'll. Um, it, I'm not sure if we've kind of nailed down what it'll be. It might just be tracks just online somewhere Um, because there was just a lot of freedom. Like we, most of us just said, just gave the next person our piece and just being like, yeah, I have no, no instructions, just kind of go for it. So what you end up with is very, very different than you might've thought, which is cool. Mm. Um, So I'm not, I'm not sure. I haven't actually talked to them about this yet. So they might hear this on here, but I thought it'd be cool for some of them to do like a little video in the background, maybe because some of the pieces like sound really cool and they could go along well with some visual stuff. Maybe I thought that might be kind of cool. Um, but I think it'll just be an online release. Like we, that band we've talked about making a record and we really want to do that. But I think that'll be when we can play again together and play some of our normal repertoire that we've been playing a lot and that we were playing every week. Um, so yeah. yeah, but I'm pretty excited about that. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good band. And you can, you can also like, there's not a lot of bands that like, rehearse and learn music you know right yes it's great it's it's really nice um yeah (sighs) are you okay (laughs) yeah just thinking about playing music Uh, and not playing you know yeah i think it's like i had this feeling today of like um 
I was just like taking a nap and I suddenly just got like this burst of energy and I was like, we're, we're almost, almost like almost there or something. And then I, I got up and I thought about it more and I was like, fuck, we're not almost there. But, <laughs> but there was just like this rush of like, I gotta get practicing. Yeah. Gigs, gigs are going to start soon. And then, yeah, but I don't know. I, I get moments of excitement for the future but yeah. it's kind of tough to keep those going. Yes. Yes, that is true. I mean, yeah. I Sometimes I appreciate the time. To, I mean, this is an unpopular opinion, but I feel like I, when, right when my school was ending, um, I really wanted some time to, I'm not saying I willed COVID upon us all, but I kind of wanted a time where like, I almost like wanted to just take a year off gigs and just practice because I felt so behind in my trumpet playing in general. But I and playing gigs like when I, at the end of the before the pandemic happened, I was playing a lot like, well, for me, a lot like, you know, two or three times a week. And then it was just tiring me out. And I felt like I couldn't get better at trumpet because I was playing a lot. So I'm like, OK, I can't do, keep doing this. I need to take a break from gigs. So <laughs> in that way, it's been a good opportunity for me to practice a little bit. Um, but obviously you still need to play with people. And I noticed like, you know, in the gray area in between the two <laughs> waves of COVID, like you realize that you're rusty playing with people when you play with them, you know, you're like, man, yeah, that's also something that's practicing while you're playing with them. So. Yeah. The, the fun of like getting back into a room with people and playing mm -hmm. in that, in that little period of time where covid was fixed yeah. <laughs> yeah. was like really super fun and the fun mostly outweighed how bad i was at the base mm. which was interesting that usually doesn't happen like usually it's right. a pretty equal balance of like this is fun but i also hate myself <laughs> kind of thing but the whole like the excitement of being back at it was yeah yeah no i feel the best Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. It'll happen again. <laughs> if you seem sad. <laughs> yeah, I think it'll happen again. I, I think. I hope. Um I have I have a I've got a podcast sponsor. Oh, lucky you. Um they're called Barden. They make beard products. Okay. Uh, I haven't figured out how to do an ad read yet, so I might cut this out. Okay. Do you want to like um, do two or are you just going to abandon? Yeah. I might just abandon it. Okay. Um, B A A during the, during the <laughs> right now. and then just like keep talking, just being like, so like, where are you from? <laughs> while you're like putting on your beard oil? <laughs> yeah. B A A R D E N dot com Barden and use code knockout at checkout for 20% off your order. Um, you transcribe like a full or net record, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, not the solos, but I transcribed all the, the composition. It was a kind of a compositional exercise. So it was tomorrow's the question. Mm. Uh, that's one of his first albums. It was like very early. Um, and it's the one with piano on it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
so that was really cool just um I love that album. Like I got, I got vibed out because Nick Fraser was like, "That's not the good album," and I was like, "What? I guess you're smarter than me, but I still like it." <laughs> um, That's not the good one. Like what? Well, no, he was. What a bozo! He was saying like you should listen to the later stuff. I don't know. I don't want to quote him, but I got the impression that he was like, "Oh, why is that the one you chose to lift?" Um, but. I don't know. It's the compositions are really cool and the way that they're playing, like they, they're not completely in time, no changes yet. Um, so they're kind of, they're kind of going in that direction, but they're still playing the form and they're playing the changes. Um, and just the, one of the coolest things I found was like some of the songs, I forget which one exactly, but I also transcribed the bass lines that are going along with the, um, with the head to try to figure out what the changes were, which was really hard. But then a lot of the time, um, the bass player will play the same notes every every time, every head, in certain spots specifically, which is so interesting because, you know, like they'll get to the same spot and he'll play the exact same notes, not even, you know. So it's almost like Ornette gave him notes to play, not uh, chords to play. Um, which is really interesting that it kind of, kind of becomes a contrapuntal composition with the melody and Ornette knew he wanted the bass player to be playing that. So it's kind of like working more, more uh, linearly than thinking about harmony, which was really. Yeah. It's the best. That's like the thing that um, I'm like very, I'm anti everything. Like if, if someone's like, this is a, <laughs> This is like a, it, like whatever. If someone's like, okay, this is a, this is my concept, whatever, learn, this is how you play around with my concept sort of thing. Like I'm usually like, get out of here. Stop, oh. <laughs> stop influencing, stop influencing me kind of thing. But I'm kind of obsessed with this linear mm. movement thing as a concept and I can't really um, I don't know why I'm um, artistically okay with that concept more than other other concepts, if that makes any sense. But um, I'm just kind of like obsessed with uh, new ways of writing counterpoint. Mm. Kind of. Yeah. Um, I had this when I, t I took a counterpoint class and the, the teacher always used to play our examples in front of everyone oh, and our exercises that we would write. And, and like most of the time he would get to mine and he would, he, he would just go boo and he wouldn't finish it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Shout out Nick Deutsch. Oh, my God. Um, but it's, uh, I, th I think, um, the idea of counterpoint without rigid rules or just like loosely following the rules is like a huge part of my yeah. sound. Incorrect counterpoint is like, yeah, kind of the, the basis of my mm. everything, I think. Yeah. So it's, it's super cool listening to these, hearing the, I think that's also why I'm so obsessed with Ornette. Mm. It's just like seeing the, the, progress of his thing whatever mm -hmm. yeah harm melodics or whatever whatever we call it yeah that's yeah, super cool um for the record I, for the record ha 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 um <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
it's uh, really hard. Like I've tried to play the tunes with a few people because I've lifted them and uh, it's very difficult to get something happening. Like it's, to, you know, you can play them, but it's, I've, in my experience, it has been very hard to play them and feel like you're um, playing them well or, you know, remotely well or, you know. Um, I think, yeah, just, but I mean, I have played one, there's one song on that record called Lorraine that's also very, it's very funny to listen to. It's one of those songs that I kind of laughed the first time I heard it, but it's also really good. Like, um, like it starts out with this whole um, rubato, um, beautiful ornate melody, and then <laughs> promptly go, or no, then it goes, and then they end the rubato, and then they go, and they do like two bars of slow swing, <laughs> and then they like fade, and then they go, and then it's like a 400 swing like very very fast and then they go back to the so it's just really funny to listen to but it's also really cool but playing over that kind of thing you're like how do I play over that like so anyway that's all to say that lots of these tunes feel really difficult to like play well or to feel free while you're playing them uh, hmm. I don't know I think the secret is not is just learning it and not mm. reading it. That has a lot to okay, yeah. do with it. I took this, I took the Ornette Coleman class when I was at school and um, the teacher, Jane Ira Bloom, would just bring in her saxophone and she would play all of the songs for us as slow as we needed them and as many times as we needed them, but there was a rule like no charts. Okay. And it was super fun. And then... Um, even th throughout my time at the school, like she would just call me to sub for her class mm. because she knew that the way that she ran the class, no one would ever forget the music. Right. So I was always on the call, which was like super fun. Yeah. Just like jumping in and like remembering how to play these tunes but also learning how to play with new people on the spot it's like it's cool it's like the music that keeps on giving what's whatever whatever a saying is <laughs> yeah no i agree and i think we should do that more like like learning tunes uh just together um you know like on the as a band and that's kind of related to the problem of bands not rehearsing anymore, you know? If people were rehearsing, you could just do all these things that are very time intensive, but also like very valuable. Um, like that kind of thing would be so cool because then you're, you're not only learning the tunes like very well, but also just like listening to each other more and like, you know, learning how to play together. It's really cool. So rehearsals. Yeah. I um I'm a big fan of rehearsals. Yeah. But most of the time. <laughs> yeah. Not all the time. <laughs> yeah. It's also one of these things that like most people most people also don't need to rehearse my music. Okay, yeah. Because there's not much to it. So I always also sort of feel bad making people rehearse. It's a whole thing. Band leading is tough. <laughs> no, especially, yeah, no, it's a whole thing. Like, especially with not a lot of money, lots of, lots of these gigs aren't getting a lot of money. So then you feel even more bad asking for a rehearsal. Um, you know, if we didn't have the money problem, I don't think people should be bitter about ask, getting a, having to do a rehearsal because it's going to make the music better, but then you can't just be expected to do all these rehearsals for free. So how she be.
Um, <laughs> I think I think we should probably talk some trash about Nick Frazier. Oh my god! <laughs> um, for bullying you about this album. Oh my god! No, he did it. <laughs> I uh, yeah. Um, no comment. Well, he said some things about you when he was on. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Dish the dirt. Great guy. Big fan. Yeah, I started with him. He was great. Did you do that this year or or like, wait? The last school year. Last year, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's... What did you... What was that like? Um... It was good. Um, I think my problem was I was just scared to play in front of him, like, because I just know that he's so good. So I think I had a trouble just having the confidence to just, because sometimes he'll just ask me to just play, like play by myself. And I'd be like, oh. <laughs> I'm scared. Um, and uh, so that was kind of challenging for me. And then, you know, yeah, it was just really tough. Even just playing duo, I couldn't get it. I couldn't just shake myself out of it. I was just so stuck in being scared, <laughs> um, which was my problem. Um, and also just, um, you know, like kind of an, it's a problem I have. It's not good, but like still being stuck in the feeling of needing someone to tell you like that it was good what you just played like obviously that's such a stupid thing and you shouldn't need that but you know like you play something for like five minutes and then he'll just like sit there and then just be like okay so something you could do you know like just then starts talking about something else and I'm just like you know so insecure being like oh man like like did he hate it like does he hate me blah 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 like like of course he doesn't but it's just you know that was just a it was a good exercise for me because it reminds you like you don't need to have this validation like just move on and work on the music um so that was interesting so if i was able to get over that and just be a little more like just play um don't hold back so much i think i would have gotten more out of it but um but uh but i love like we talked about some great we had some great discussions. He's just so smart. And uh, it was just a lot of those lessons. We just talk a lot. Um, so it was really great. And just, he obviously has a lot to say about improvisation, which is just so great to talk about and to think about. There were a lot of like mind blowing <laughs> moments. Um, so yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad I did it. I think maybe just, it was, it wasn't on him at all. It was just on me. I could have been more prepared and uh, less scared. <laughs> Motto for life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but I was going to say one of the great things I think about him is that um, he's so down to hang with like anyone, right? Especially, yeah. Like not especially, but it's notable that he's down to hang with younger people, you know, like younger students, like at shows and stuff, you know? Like, you know, most older musicians will kind of just say hi and walk away, but he'll actually like come sit with you and like actually talk to you like you're a normal person, mm. <laughs> you know, like um, come to your shows and he and he'll play with younger people, too, which is really cool. So just kind of that um, uh, tradition of kind of a mentor situation, not a mentor situation, but just older musicians mixing with younger musicians is sometimes lost because, you know, that's not completely the older musicians fault because gigs are hard to come by. Um, so, you know, it's kind of harder to get the um, intergenerational 
thing happening, but um, it's still so good. And like, like lots of these older guys are down to play, but they're just, they're not going to ask younger people. Like if, and lots of the time, if younger people ask them, then they'll say yes, but they're not going to go and ask younger people themselves. Um, and, you know, I can see what, like, you know, if sometimes I've heard that they don't because they feel like they want to ask their friends who are their age. Like if they didn't ask their friends, then their friends would be upset or not upset, but you know, so it's kind of complicated, but I think that's cool of Nick to, you know, hang, yeah. hang with the kids. Yeah. It's the best. <laughs> and, uh, I don't know what more do we need as like young people trying to figure this out. Yeah. Someone who's really good. Who's down, who's not you know okay. <laughs> they're not worried about other things they're just worried about like someone who's just like so focused on the music like that right. is uh yeah. hard to come by yeah um sure. and just like so excited about sharing and yeah the whole thing is like is the best he's like the it's like the backbone of this whole thing yeah, I'm wondering if we should start a Nick Fraser fan club. <laughs> yeah. What a guy. Um, how are we doing for time? Do you have... Um, you... Okay, yeah. How long has this been going? I feel like there's a lot you can cut out in this one. Yeah. Um, they all kind of turn out to be the same. Okay. Uh, just based on the state of the world. Yeah. And And these things are not... They're a lot more difficult to edit when it's a Zoom okay. thing. And so I've been trying to make a conscious... So, like, usually in the before times, I would just set up some microphones and, like, three hours later, I would turn them off and then right. I would I would figure out how to edit it afterwards. But it's just, like, crazy town. Like, yeah. spending hours, spending days editing a podcast episode that... It, is exactly the same as the one that I did last week is like, oh God. okay, what are we doing here? Um, so yeah, I don't know. Do you have any, uh, any last pressing thoughts for my idiot listeners? Oh, um, no, I don't think so. <laughs> but, uh, it will be okay. Soon it will be summer. We've made it so far. Look at us go. Freaking a long time. Yeah. Gotten some thick skin. Um, I think it'll be okay. I'm feeling uh, optimistic. And uh, summertime, we can just play outside. And, uh, yeah. Vaccine time. So. I'm I'm pretty uh, pretty optimistic. Yeah.